0: For anyone visiting and living in central Tokyo, come visit the Nakameguro Tap Room from Baird Brewery. Opened in 2008, Nakameguro Tap Room is the first Tokyo area tap room from Baird Brewery. Their kitchen specializes in New Haven style of pizza, which I have told you is the best style of Neapolitan pizza. Neven style places a high emphasis on high-temperature baking, fresh seasonal toppings, and a crispy, light crust. Combined with all the classic, Japan-based Baird beers on tap, enjoy all vintage beer hall feels at Nakamegato Taproom. There's even a sofa area and a large TV screen great for sporting events. Only a two-minute walk from Nakamegato Station, the taproom is open daily until 10pm. For more information, visit BairdBeer.com.
1: gosh, as a beer lover, I brew beer to drink. Yeah, exactly. Right? And as, as a beer lover, I want diversity. Right. right. And uh, I, you know, one of my favorite things at the end of every day, as yeah. I you know approach uh, uh, the evening hours, it's, gosh, what's going to be my first pint today? Right, right. <laughs> and thinking, wow, there's real choice and I don't know what it's going to be and what is it going to be? Right. That, that's, that's like the highlight of the day.
0: Hello there! Welcome to Made in Japan, Conversations with Meljo Catalan. This is my podcast about Japan, but it's not just your run-of-the-mill Cool Japan podcast. I want to explore a side of Japan besides the sushi and the sumo, anime and video games. I'm here to extrapolate and meditate with the local people that your travel guide probably doesn't touch on. People that are hungry for making it and people that have made it this podcast is my talks with them hello and welcome back to the made in Japan podcast and if you are new here konnichiwa uh, thank you for coming my name is Mel Catalan, and I am been not doing the pod for a while because I have been kind of in a hiatus um, if you've seen um, my socials especially my Instagram I posted a big life-changing moment of mine uh, this spring. I, uh, I bought a new apartment and it's a pretty big deal. I, I bought a new apartment here in Tokyo and life just kind of went through and I'm crazy busy still unpacking uh, with a lot of other things to, that I've been doing with my new uh, apartment. Besides that, I just wanted to say I miss doing this, and I thank you all for even coming on and and, and listening to all the guests and the episodes that I have on. Um, However, earlier this month, I did have a chance to make a social appearance to uh, the Nakameguro Taproom. They were celebrating their 15th birthday, 15 years as a taproom back in Nakameguro, And so I went back and I got to meet a founder and owner of Baird Beer, uh, Brian Baird, and John, his uh, partner. And uh, it was just good to see the whole gang and and seeing everybody uh, that I know um, when I hang out at one of the tap rooms in, in Tokyo. So... Because of that, and and I apologize, I haven't been putting up some new episodes. Um, I will in the future, and and I really appreciate all of you who have donated, basically said nice things about this pod of mine. Um, if you are interested, of donating, you go please go to my Ko-fi page. That's ko-fi.com/slash-made-in-Japan-podcast, and also you can still feel free to contact me through my Gmail. That's uh. Japan made me podcast at gmail.com as well as my IG or FB, but mostly my IG. Um and uh but yeah, I really will come back to this, but for now, what I decided to to do today was I wanted to do a recast of one of my first Episodes that I've done uh, back, wow, f- almost four years ago, 2019. It was uh, the original episode of I did with Brian Baird. and uh, after having a-, a chat with him and enjoying the festivities of celebrating the Nakmegaro Tap Room 15th birthday, um, I decided, well, you know, I want to go back and revisit this old episode and and kind of clean it up and my how times have really changed and uh, I I listened back to this these earlier episodes and just it's amazing how the tempo feels so slow for me um, music wise and just me as a um, I guess an interviewer or uh, a host uh, but uh, it was it's fun and I think this episode is still one of my favorites to listen to and and it for some reason it's actually quite popular among the um, numbers I guess but anyways I hope all of you who like beer will enjoy this episode and I hope for you who are new to the craft beer scene and Baird beer and all the the Japanese craft beers in um booming right now in Japan uh this is a great episode to check out so I hope you all like this recast and I promise I'll catch you all on the flip side so Without further ado, here is the recast of Brian Baird, Baird Beer, and the Nakamegado Tap Room. And here we go!
1: <laughs> you gotta have that yin and yang balance.
0: Well, that makes sense. I mean I do the yogurt, but I I you know it's recently what i am doing. Yeah. I do a lot of yogurt and then green tea. And that's it. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. No, and then good. I'm I'm like I'm ready to go for the rest of the day. Yeah. Until beer time. I'm not a real
1: big at breakfast eater actually yeah. either, so okay. I, go, I go pretty light and uh thank you so much. Yeah, thanks.
0: Um well cheers, thank Cheers, you. you got it, man. So uh I am here at uh Taproom which is one of my favorite tap rooms in in Japan generally uh, and there's a man across from me who uh, basically happens to be the owner of this place. Uh, can you introduce yourself please? Yes
1: uh, I'm Brian Baird and I'm the uh, I guess the, the founding partner brewmaster of Baird Brewing. Yeah
0: yeah and I happen to basically think that you to me personally I think you are one of the pioneers of Japanese craft beer. Um, I think I want to start off by yeah. thinking about my first experiences of your beer. Okay. Um, this has to be like nine years ago. Okay. okay. And an American buddy of mine, uh, his, he happens to be, his name is also Brian too, mm-hmm. from Washington State. Mm. He invited me to his house, his apartment. I just came to Japan like two years. And uh, so I walk in and he's like, Mel, I want to he's a big he's proud of his uh, home state and so he wanted me you know share uh, some red hooks right and i haven't had red hooks ipas and then i he gave me a bottle and he poured it into a mug and he gave me a coaster for it and the coaster was your logo the bb logo I'm like, what, the, what is this i'm like is this a beer from washington i pointed at the coaster yep. and he's like no no it's what's it's actually a japanese beer it's like one of my favorites i'm like can I try some? Do you have any? And he whipped out a bottle of um, the Rising Pale Ale. Yeah. And I was like, you know, so I gotta keep in mind at that time, I've only had right, or Asahi. Oh, so you weren't All, a, a craft beer? Or no, a fish no, not yet. like, yeah, I, I guess I can't say that. I enjoy good beer. Right. I love hops too. So when I had that, I was like, wow, this is this is a Japanese beer, where the hell is this from? And, he, and you know, I had no idea where places were in Japan at that time, and I'm like, and he's like, yeah, you know, Numazu, and I'm like, uh, was that Kyushu? I don't know. <laughs> so I'm like, so, and he was like, yeah, it's run by an American guy, and I'm like, what? Why does an American guy live in Kyushu like that? And I'm like, okay, this is weird. But anyway, so my friend Brian, he's right. like, yeah, uh, this was probably 2009, yeah. and he's like, you know, they they opened a tap room in in Tokyo. I'm like, let's let's go on there, and then. Later on, I moved. I came to this tap room with a the, the friend, with, right. with the friends, right? And then I, I, I think we're in. I think the first time was this table, and then I looked at the menu, yep. and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna try the risotto. But I looked at your food menu, and I'm just like, this dude has New Haven clam pizza, and I looked around suspiciously. i don't I felt like that time period, like no one from Connecticut. Right. He lives in Tokyo. And I'm looking around like, how the hell does this taproom know about New Haven clam pizza? Are you from Connecticut? And I'm from Connecticut. Okay. Right. And I'm just like, this is really weird. I'm, I am I, have to be a fan of this place now. I tried your pizza. Yeah. And yeah, it brought back. I mean, it's not like my like the New Haven pizza that I grew up, grew up with, but it right. gave me a touch of home. Yep. Like, man, this guy knows his stuff. Yeah. Well, so, New Haven
1: style pizza is just, if you're a beer drinker, it's the... The best style of pizza because it's thin crusted yes. it's all about the, that preparation yes. of the crust. It's not heavy. it's, it's that crust right? Yeah. And yeah. so it allows us to complement the beer, not sort of compete uh, for stomach space with the beer. Yeah. And so, uh, I you know all pretty much all pizza styles are good, but if as a beer drinker, I think New Haven's the best.
0: How did you know about New Haven pizza? Because I, I found you know in Japan, I. I no one knew about Connecticut and even at all and well you know I, I knew a little
1: bit I went to prep school in Connecticut um, right that's where the
0: puzzle fits yeah, <laughs> but I, yeah,
1: but actually more ironically yeah. I was at uh, in Chicago okay. in 2010 for the uh, Crap Brewers Conference okay and there's a place there called Peace Pizzeria and Brewery okay okay and <clears throat> really good beer and Phenomenal pizza. And this is Chicago. This is not deep dish Chicago yeah. style pizza. These guys were from Connecticut and they were doing New Haven style pizza in Chicago. What? And when I had that combination there, yeah. uh, I, 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 I was like, this is the perfect pizza to accompany beer. And so we, 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 the real inspiration for the concept of combining Baird Beer with New Haven style pizza came from piece, Pizzeria Brewery in Chicago, actually.
0: Brian, that makes my heart sing. Like, (laughs) because like, I don't know, us Connecticut, well I guess we should say Connecticutians, us, uh, we are super proud of our pizza, and we we just love to brag about it, and maybe other people find us annoying, but like. Well it's funny, I think, because (laughs) I,
1: I think, new york pizza is sort of a cousin to new haven style right, pizza. Right. It, it gets all the all the glory <laughs> yes. right yes. yes and yet new haven style pizza is much more sophisticated so if you if you ask me it's, it's, it's all in that that crust and, yeah. and uh, when i met uh, big Juno, who was our uh, a chef and beer lover okay. at the time and he was just joining us yeah. and uh, i asked him well, if you can do your own place, what would you do? And yeah. He's like, I do pizza and beer. And oh, I said, yeah. what kind, what style of pizza would you do? And he said, New Haven style pizza. And I, and what? so I, I was like, <laughs> I, I, June. So we turned this into. We opened in two thousand eight. Right. And so we, we we sort of had my wife's original sort of eclectic. Uh, sort of. Pacific Northwest influenced okay. Japanese fusion izakaya menu okay. to okay. begin with, okay. and then we we morphed the food uh, around 2011 I see. into New Haven style pizza, um, and, we, and we never looked back.
0: I guess let's let's go back yep. more. Um, I I'm, I was curious uh, when you first came to Japan, did you already have like, were you already envisioning to start your own degree, or no,
1: no, not, you know, so I, so I came, like many, yeah. right out of college. Yeah. So this was, I, I graduated college in 1989, okay. so I came the summer of 1989, mm-hmm. and I was in Osaka, and I worked for sort of an a Juku. Mm-hmm. and I got my start there, and uh, I didn't know what I wanted to do yeah. out of college as a liberal arts guy, but I studied some Japanese history, and I was yep. fascinated with the country, yep. and I'm like, what the heck? go overseas for a year and you know worst case have an interesting year and go back and figure out what i really want to do and uh, in the back of my mind i thought there's a possibility that i'd really find this interesting and which i did so i just stuck around for a few years and really studied japanese pretty prodigiously and really fell in love with the culture okay
0: Um, at that time did you did you notice other, or other like, breweries or any micro No, so this is,
1: you know, 89, 90, so Japanese gbu right? Yes. Didn't even, there was a deregulation in 1994,
0: okay, I didn't know that
1: allowed the market to come in. So, 94 is sort of year one of Japanese beer. I see. Now, so we're only 25 years in or so. Right, right. Um, and so, and even in the late 80s, I you know, Particularly on the East Coast, where yep. I went to college, yep. you know, craft beer was not. Yeah. You, I, you might have had a yep. Boston beer or something, yep. but yep. The, uh, 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 this was not a, a big thing yet. Right, right. And so it wasn't. So in the beginning, it was just an interest in Japan, mm-hmm. sort of an intellectual one that brought me. And I went back to graduate school in Japanese studies in America, yeah. and that was to segue back to Japan but as a professional not Mm. as an English teacher Yep. and when I was in graduate school that's when they deregulated and allowed craft beer to emerge and in graduate school in D.C. in the mid-90s that's when I really started to drink craft beer passionately I've always been a beer guy I I was a rugby player in college I've drunk Oceans of industrial beer, and I, I'm,
0: no, I'm no beer snob, right? Well, did I, you have like a preferred, like like we us, like in my days, a couple of my friends, it was like yep, paps Yep. Well, we're in my, in my college
1: days as, as, as part of the rugby club. We drank whatever it was cheapest, right, and right. it so happened. Uh, uh, it was Old Milwaukee Old Milwaukee we, we called it Old Swill
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it, it was about quantity not quality yeah, how, how
0: much how much was it like was it did it come like in a 30k like, so no it came in a, of course we had cake parties
1: all the oh, time sure, so sure. we as a club you know we just bought it in kegs and uh, every cake party was pretty much fueled by Old Swill <laughs>
0: that's hilarious <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know if that's an auspicious beginning for a brewer <laughs> or not but uh, yeah I mean it's well I mean yeah also it was just mostly uh, for my college it was mostly many everyone was just bringing in 40 40 ounces you know uh, they just, <laughs> just the old cold duct- 45 you know, the 40 malt liquor yeah. <laughs> <laughs> duct them and just like have like Edward cold hands you know? <laughs> oh man but uh, so so you, you go back to Japan after uh, so did you get your brewer's license in the states
1: well so I I was in Japan for graduate school okay. in two years and then, sure enough, I I, I segwayed back and got a job as a, sort of a salaryman in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Gosh, this was 95, I think okay. I started.
0: Okay.
1: And so I worked a little over a year, or so sort of towards the end of 96. Okay. I realized I didn't want to be a salaryman and work for the, sure. the man in Tokyo. <laughs> sure, sure. And then I, re- I did a, sort of a deep look. What do I love about Japan? Mm-hmm. And, and What turns me on about the country? Yeah. And sure enough, it's, it's the... <laughs> It's the culture of the shokunin, of the craftsman, yeah. Yes. Right. Yes. Uh, I think Japan um, probably takes, I, I encourages it, it, and I think encourages it. They take it seriously. seriously yeah. They revere it. Um, they're willing yeah. to pay premium prices for very well uh, mm-hmm. crafted things across the board. Yep. And uh, again, that coincided with the deregulation that allowed small-scale brewing, which mm-hmm. had never existed in Japan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I sort of put, well, gosh, I really want to be I- involved mm. in some way, shape, or form with the, the crafting, the manufacturing sure. of something excellent. And then, well, I become a sort of a craft beer aficionado in the states. Mm. And I'm like, well, why wouldn't craft beer work really well in Japan? Right. It's brand new, and I could come with it from a little angle than most Japanese companies were coming at it from the beginning mm. and so uh, it just so happened my partner at the time my wife now mm. uh, Sayuti was we were drinking buddies yeah right sure. and, and so she was not just I'll support you in there she's like let's let's do, let's this. do this right, right. I'm on I'm, I'm there with you uh, let's go study Full on, yeah and uh, I went so I quit my salary my job went Back to brewing school in the United States.
0: Where where was the school?
1: I went to the American Brewers Guild when they had a a campus, which was in Woodlands, California, right outside of Davis. Okay. So it was started by Uh a bunch of Davis professors. Okay. Uh, And I, the the beginning thing when you had a Red Hook IPA with Mm -hmm. your, your buddy. Yeah. Well, when I was at the Guild, I did my apprenticeship. In, Wa- in the Seattle, in at, Seattle Red Hood, at Red Hood. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Because yeah, yeah, uh, my buddy, he he lived down
1: the street from the from yep. the brewery, yep. uh, from the Red Hook yep. brewery. Yeah, yep. interesting. So that's where I cut my teeth in the <laughs> okay. sort of Pacific oh, Northwest brewing. <laughs> oh,
0: nice. All right. Yeah. So and then you came back. And so, is, is your wife from she's New boss? No, no, oh, she, okay. she's
1: Japanese. Okay. But uh, um, we actually met in Washington D.C. when I was oh. there in graduate school, okay. and she was there in a different. Circumstances, yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, and even my, you know, colleague and partner John, we also met in D.C. In, in graduate school, and so D.C. really is, is, so, like is the, a little bit of ground zero for, okay. for Baird Brewing in terms of um, many of the the cast of characters and right. work <laughs> sort of coming together in Washington D.C. Before yeah, we, you can
0: feel like a family forming, yeah. everything that's. What was it like opening? Because I think that is a very difficult thing to open your own business in in local Japan. Uh, what were the like the? I mean, you don't have to tell me like all the yep. difficulties, but like what was the? What was well, one of the biggest uh, challenges? Well, it was interesting.
1: So I went to brewing school in '97, mm-hmm. and you know the class and the apprenticeship. It's it's, it's a several month program. Mm-hmm. You're done. So I came back to Japan in the summer of '97, mm-hmm. and this is. So there was a three-year boom that happened right out of the gate, '94 to '97. It went from zero crap breweries to about close to 300. That's
0: insane.
1: And then it stopped. And it stopped right around the summer of '97 when I was coming back to Japan what, what, as a train brewer.
0: Okay. What do you know? What happened? What it caused?
1: What? It, 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 yes, and uh, uh, GB, you do yeah. as it was called. Yeah. G is jimoto, I mean it's local, basically local beer. Jisake is the sort of antecedent to that, right? Mm-hmm. Which is local sake. Mm-hmm. Um, but unlike the United States, where the craft beer movement really started on a on an individual level, with sort of passionate home brewers, mm-hmm. passionate beer people that really bootstrapped yeah.
0: uh,
1: from nothing. Yeah. They did it out of an act of love, uh, There wasn't the sort of beer in the United States they wanted to see, Mm -hmm. and it was all about the beer and love and passion for it. Uh, Where to be honest, the Japanese G-Beer industry emerged as a corporate thing and not an individual thing. Mm -hmm. So most G-Beer companies, they weren't beer companies, per se, they made their core money elsewhere. Mm -hmm. And even they were using G-Beer, the manufacturers selling a beer to accomplish other things. Mm Whether it was local development or,
0: uh, I feel like it was like they're just trying to cover like a niche market of customers that are just only interested in well, the g beer. Well, like, but it was so uh, we used to the un g beer
1: kankoku So it was, it was it was about tourism and it was about right, okay. local development okay. and it was about corporate diversification. Mm-hmm. A lot of sake brewers, or sake sales have been dropping in Japan for the last forty years. Yeah, they a lot yeah. of. Uh, Discount liquor stores got involved, and that's okay and all, Mm -hmm. but it it never was passionately about the beer, and so I'm painting with a broad brush here, but so by and large, Mm -hmm. uh, most G-beer was pretty mediocre, Mm -hmm. Um, and I think after three years, people started to say, oh, G-beer equals expensive and mediocre. Right, right. And everybody would try it once or buy it as a, a, a souvenir and omiyage for their friends. But right. they're gonna, they don't, if it's not really excellent, they're not going to come back to right, it. Right. Particularly, they're not going to be willing to pay a premium price for something that's mediocre again and again and again. Mm. And so, even now, 25 years in, I still think, speaking generally, the industry still hasn't it hasn't taken off like in the United States, right. largely because there's still too much mediocre. Craft, craft beer, beers. and there's two little really really excellent craft beer, mm-hmm. um, and that's a, that's an industry wide problem.
0: Okay, I, you know, I've only been in Japan for 13 years, and the 10 years I just started getting into the Japanese craft beer. Ooh, well, since that coming came here like nine right. years ago, right? Right. right. And um, I, re- I saw so you know before coming here, I did a little research, and you did an article with Japan Beer Times. Mm-hmm. And I just just to paraphrase what you said, right. like you said, and exactly just echoing what you said right, right now um, the problem is the lack of entrepreneurship, and there's just way too many co- corporate presidents just taking over that. So, do you feel now that it hasn't changed a bit? Because I feel like there's a lot of microbreweries, and for me, I my my wife's family is from uh, Matsumoto, not right. no Mm-hmm. I have noticed that well, you mentioned it too earlier uh, that there's a lot of sake breweries that close down, yep. but the water is still great there. Yep. And in Nagano, there's a lot of uh, craft breweries come popping up. Yep. And yes, you're right. It's like a hit or miss. Yep. And there's some of them that are like really, really good. Yep. And there's some of them just kind of like just going with the flow with the tourism. Right. So, but I, 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 I wonder. Is the entrepreneurship spirits like growing in Japan? I'm not sure.
1: Well, I'm not sure either. And when I said that to the Japan Beer Times, and I still, people always ask, "What's, what are the core things holding it back? Yeah. The industry yeah. as a whole. One, I think, is quality. Yeah. Um, but then you you know dig deeper. Another would be taxation. Yes. And the tax on beer, excise tax is outrageous sure. here. In sure. most OECD countries, you have this, in beer is generally the lowest tax alcohol beverage because the alcohol percentage is lowest on beer. Yep. You, higher up you get under the alcohol level, the higher tax the thing is. Yes. That's not true in Japan. Mm. So so the price of beer relative to shochu and nihonshu and mm. even wine mm. is, is quite high, mm. which keeps per capita consumption of beer lower than it otherwise would be. That's something that you, you, uh, us small brewers, we can't change or control. Right. And there's, we don't have much political muscle yet. Right. But, And then people said home brewing's technically legal here. Right, right. Um, and I, I've never felt that to be a huge deal because it, there is a small little vibrant community. Mm-hmm. As long as you're not trying to sell it or, or, or you're not too reckless about it, about it, right. you know, mm-hmm. wink, wink, nod, nod. And so it's not impossible. I think more than that, when I look, particularly the United States, which mm-hmm. is where the renaissance really started and, and has been most successful, mm-hmm. I think the key to the American success was entrepreneurship. Yeah, This uh, bootstrapping mentality and this, this they, people aren't fearful to fail. Yep.
0: This yep. is probably weird for me, but um, yep. I kind of equate that that business model, well, I don't want to say business model, but that spirit. Yep. You know, I grew up in the hardcore punk community. That DIY culture in the, yeah. the punk community is super strong in the Northeast, like right. New York, Boston, whatever. <laughs> and for some reason, when I think about craft beer culture, it, it's very synonymous to yeah. me. It's like it's almost like a mirror image of like, we don't like this type of product, right. so we're gonna do it ourselves. Right. We're gonna make it the best that we can. Do right. And that's how I see it with uh, craft beer. right? And I, I really hope Japan can do something like well, that. Well,
1: recently, you know? as you noted, I mm-hmm. think there there has been a proliferation of licensed breweries the last yeah. couple of years, yep. which is a good thing. Mm. And a lot of them are very small. Mm. And so they're not corporate breweries. That It is right. more, it's all about the beer. The beer yeah. And uh, yeah. I think that's critical. Yeah. Now we'll see. We started... We were the smallest licensed brewery in Japan back in 2000. So yeah. I, I brewed 30 liter batches at a time. So we could yield one quarter barrel and just sold it on wow. draft at our, our fish market taproom in, in, yeah. in Numazu. And I just know, and this will be the challenge for these really small guys. I mean, we were nano before there was a name for it. Yeah. This, might, this nano brewing. Mm-hmm. Well, when nano, it's a foot in the door, but it's not sustainable. Unless you're independently wealthy and you don't need <laughs> any money out of the endeavor, you cannot make money mm. brewing on, on such a small scale. You have to use it as a stepping stone yeah. to get larger. And I'm not sure that a lot of these really, really small, newly licensed breweries fully understand the business challenge and the amount of personal and financial sacrifice okay. it takes to sort of so scale, scale, scale up. Okay. And uh, We'll see, but I do think brewer owner brewer mm. owner mm. crap breweries mm. tend to be more successful. I think in the United States, if you went brewer owner crap breweries and family breweries, husband wife oh, team, right, right. Hmm. I think they'd be overrepresented in yes. the successful end of the industry. Yep. I think it, it, it's a good it's a it, it's a it, it's a good fit for the mentality of craft beer and what what it needs to be.
0: I like what, I remember, was it last year, I like that you you guys did like a collaboration with Shiga Kogan uh, beer, mm-hmm. um, doing a, like a limited seasonal beer. Yeah. I thought that's a great idea too. Like, like the beer, you know, the other beers that you respect that you think that has, they're, they're doing the right thing. Right. Collaborating together and doing, I think there should be more of that in Japan, but they're, they're There should, and then there's a
1: fine line. And collaborations really, you know, several years ago.
0: You and Shoguchi Go, to me, in my mind, you guys are like the pioneers
1: since, like, you
0: know.
1: Yeah, we're we're sort of like minded and Mm. influenced each other. And and I'm all for genuine collaborations. Mm, mm. But in the last several years, not just Japan, but internationally, Mm. and we've been a part of a couple that I'm not proud of where it's like, it's just a marketing stunt right. and there's no real collaboration going on right. and if it's just to make yourself look good, uh, I, I i i'm not, not so it. full in yeah then you get in, in japan mm-hmm. and this gets back hopefully the increase is more brewer owner sure companies uh take hold but uh, there's not a lot of collaboration and camaraderie on the Asia on the corporate on the on the uh, right. on the right. president owner level in Japanese craft beer. In right. right. fact, companies tend to look at other craft brewing companies as competitors and not as collaborators. Right.
0: Uh, that, I think that's what they probably that's what they saw, saw you like with the, the, the bigger companies yeah. they saw you doing well, and then they see okay, let's get our foot into this market yeah. as well. And, um, but um, I, I was watching. Not the news, but like a TV Japanese TV program, mm-hmm. and they did, did the thing on like um, the other beer program. Okay. Yeah, Yonoyon Beer. Sure. Right. But uh, so, so. It wasn't really. A, they were talking about the brewery, but they were talking. The thing that was this interesting to me was the fact that uh, there's more Japanese women mm-hmm. getting into beer, mm-hmm. and, and and that's really fascinating to me because you don't really see that in in the states. Um, so I. I find that like how when Japan, well, with like such things like craft beer, like uh, to me, I guess it's something that people can choose to be as a niche market. But when I see uh, the news story of like, yeah, women are getting really into this too, I found that like really interesting.
1: No, no question. Our you know (laughs) compared to an industrial brewery, our 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 customer base, women would be far more uh, represented in our for customer base yeah. and for an industrial brewer. It yeah. yeah. gets to sort of, there's two beer cultures here that are working in parallel, the Japanese industrial and the industrial in the world. In Japanese, they call it toriya is a beer, right? Oh, okay, I'm gonna start and have one beer and then go to something else. And that's what a lot of women I enjoy mean, alcohol, they don't like beers, it's cold, it's fizzy. <laughs> yeah. um, the bitterness from Fizzy industrial beer comes from the CO2, not right. from hops. Right. And, uh, I, and and so a lot of women don't like that. No. Our, our beer culture at Baird, and I, and I think most craft beer, beer cultures, <coughs> in Japanese you have right? This beer you want to sip and savor slowly and enjoy mm. with your companion or the food you're, you're eating. Yep. And, and our beer... Ours is all uh, secondly for men and naturally carbonated. Our carbonation levels tend to be lower yep. than industrial beers. It's more like a wine experience yeah. than a beer experience. And we have it so often. You have a woman, she's like, Oh, if this is beer, I really like it. <laughs> right, right. We it's get just, that again and again and again. It's so,
0: amazing. Yeah. I, I find that very interesting that it's been like that. But uh, with I, I, like, I don't want to in a broad picture too, but with my Japanese guy friends, yep. some of them are really into the, the craft beer, but some of them are just like, well, they, they'd have a sip of the beer, yep. the craft beer, and they'd be like, well, you know what? After that, they would go back to like a bin bidu. Mm-hmm, like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm kidding. <laughs> like, after like a glass of this, and you're like, eh, because I'm, I'm, they're probably just used to yep. that, that glass bo- bin bottle, right? Yep. Yeah.
1: Oh, expectations are important, and what you don't even, you know, again, I. I love big maker beer, industrial beer, I drink a lot of it, it's just, wow, if that's all there is, then it's sort of a lonely world. It's like, where's the other 99% of the beer that the industrial guys are not representing? Well, that's that's the mission of us small brewers. And beer's the most diverse alcoholic beverage, beverage period, in the world. And yet, the vast majority of people in the world don't know that, because all they've been exposed to is industrial beer. And... Uh, Gosh, as a beer lover, I brew beer to drink. Yeah, exactly. Right? And as, as a beer lover, I want diversity. Right. right. And, uh, I, you know, one of my favorite things at the end of every day as yeah. I, you know, approach uh, uh, the evening hours. It's, gosh, what's going to be my first pint today? Right, right. <laughs> and thinking, wow, there's real choice, and I don't know what it's going to be, and what is it going to be? Right. That, that's, that's like the highlight of the day.
0: To add on to that, I, I, um, you know, you know, I feel that with their beer, I feel like you guys are definitely not exclusive. The the way your atmosphere is with, with I've been to several of your tap rooms. Um, unfortunately, I haven't been to your uh, New taproom tap room or yep. the uh, your your new brewery, brewery, yeah. yeah. Which, um, yeah, I mean, you can talk about the tour about yeah. that, but like, uh, I've always felt that with your beers, like, and, and the the, the a wide range of customers that come into your your, your uh, tap rooms, it so. is it's so inviting, and and, and, and that's well, key for me. I think. Well, this
1: is the this is the beauty of beer, yeah. writ large, mm-hmm. right? It could be 20 Eyes of Beer, or it could be Kuriaji Beer, really sophisticated beer. But why I love beer, we try to be sophisticated in in the quality of our beer, but there's no pretense to it. There's no we're not like the wine industry, yeah, right, 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 right. where you're, you know, you've got to throw these fancy adjectives at, <laughs> yeah. at, at, at wild beer descriptions. I'm, I'm getting
0: a little worried in the states that it's happening with that with, with the microbrews. Like
1: wow, wow, and then real beer geeks start to take themselves a little too seriously, seriously right, and right. it's like you know what? At the end of the day, beer is not that serious. Right. Beer is important. Right. What what through beer? Why is beer here? Beer's here just to make all of us humans in our travels, struggles, and travails with life, just to make us a little happier, to make the journey a little more enjoyable. It's a simple role, a small role, but a vital role. And we, we don't take beer any more seriously than that. And yet we take it really seriously because of that, right?
0: <laughs> I, that is a great message, and I think I'm gonna leave it to that. About Brian, thank you so much for having me. Here. Thank you, appreciate um, it being asked. Do you have any future events this year that uh, my listeners would like to know about? Or
1: um, well, we you know check out our website BairdBeer okay. It's fully bilingual. We yeah. do English and Japanese, and uh, we we're involved in events yeah. of our of our own organizing and uh, just participating in, in in other events and. Uh, what's the latest thing we're doing and yeah. where are we gonna be and uh, uh, when are we gonna open another tap room or whatever it's it, that information is always up on the website I'll post the link
0: on the episode details yeah and uh, your Instagram and Facebook I'll post all that stuff yeah we have
1: uh, you know, we have five of our own brewery owned and operated tap rooms um, uh, which are open every day and yep. our Our brewery out in Shuzenji, which is on the Izu Peninsula, Uh, it's the most beautiful country brewery you'll you'll ever visit. Right, we have tours Saturday, Sundays, national holidays. Mm -hmm. Our our tasting room on the third floor is open every day. Okay. Um, So uh, we're always around, uh, working hard and drinking a lot of beer. Thank you, Brian. I'm glad. I'm glad you guys are like
0: spearheading the charge of Japan Japanese craft beers. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Well, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Brian. Cheers. All
1: right. right. Thanks.
0: Once again, I want to thank Brian and Baird Bury and the whole family there, especially the Nakamegado Taproom, which gave me a space to do this podcast of mine. Um, It's it's always good to feel like uh, there's a family there, out there, uh, to uh, come and support uh, what I do. You are listening to Made in Japan, Conversations with Meljo Catalan. If you are more interested about Baird Beer, check out BairdBeer.com. And check out all the tap rooms that they have throughout Japan. Once again, thank you for coming and joining me. And I will be back at some point. I just I'm just trying to enjoy the life I have now, moving in, being a property owner in in Tokyo, and it's uh, I think it's just exciting and thrilling for me to do it and uh, to have have done it. And um, till then, wish all you guys some positive vibes and much love. Peace out.